What's up? What's up? What's up? What's this? What's the phone all about? What phone? Oh, this thing? The thing in your uh, ear. I, I was uh, conversing with our uh, producer. Uh, Lily says hello. Hi, Lil. So, what's up? What's up? I, I just got off the phone with your um, Maryland representative. I'm aware. I saw a video with that Dora, the bed bug explorer. explorer. Yeah. She looked really... Say one thing about Big Red. He got that dog trained pretty well. Yeah, it's... Uh... Why don't we sign on? Sign on. It's from Mr. Marigola Ships at Sea. Ed Sheehan for Colony Confidential. We're pleased today to be with Carmen Reno and my son Joseph. I'm holding the fort down, overseeing everything while they're away. <laughs> yeah, okay. What are we talking about today? Bed bugs, dogs, women? What is it? Uh, stay off the women, please. I don't want to hear any of your stories. Uh, my my ears have already been hurt a few times. But uh, yeah, so it's Joey Buns. We're here with our good friend, Carmen Reno from Anchor Pest and Anchor Canine out of New Jersey. He and I put together our own internal canine training this week. So we're spending a week out here in Jersey with a master trainer. You guys may have heard of him, Bun Montgomery out of uh, Pepe Dogs, out of uh, Northern Florida, Gainesville area. It's Northern Florida, I guess. Florida, so it's south either way. To, I mean, this is south to me, where I'm at now in uh, Somerset. But um, so Bun is here. He's he's working. Uh, some of you may have seen the video yesterday. He's working with our dogs and our teams to uh, just tighten them up, make them better. Uh, all things COVID, the teams have obviously not been working that much. You've heard me talk about that. So we just felt like it's a good time to get this training in and to have them recertify with Nesdeca. Common has a very similar business had a very similar business model to colony in regard to uh mostly commercial i carmen and i are very friendly and we discuss business all the time and uh, he changed gears like he said about two years ago and started to focus uh more on residential and um why don't you tell us a little bit about that yeah so i, I hired a sales guy and my goal with him was to let him sell more commercial and he came from a residential background and with reviews and everything happening all at once, we had a lot of leads and now all he does is sell residential all day long. And we probably went from zero uh, yearly contracts to now that we have like 275 and he goes out there all day long and he sells it and residentials, you know, it's a different, different, much different than commercial. How did, how did uh, COVID affect the residential? You went into people's houses or limited that? Believe it or not, COVID helped us residentially because everyone's home. Um, so I feel we were real busy residentially because everyone sit home seeing stuff they wouldn't usually see. So, uh, yeah, I think it helped a little bit. Yeah, some people didn't want you in their homes, but we'll just do the exterior then. It made us busier. Dad, when, when you were in the business and you did residential, and certainly in the New York City area, the residential model is different than the rest of the country. So the uh, new residential model, that it's not really that you, it's probably about 10 years old, the, the quarterly model the quarterly, uh, without going into trade secrets and intellectual property right. can you talk about the different types of residential you service without giving too much detail yeah, like mean, quarterly. Far, yeah i mean we push what we do is we do a three times a year, a year method we try to do all our services are from april through october because that's when we have the most test pressure um we include mice we will come out in the winter if they have a mice issue and i got this kind of from another gentleman who worked from us worked from one of the largest companies in New Jersey for many years, and he kind of made it make sense to me. Um, you know, we used to do it 
quarterly and come in January and come in March, but it just didn't really make sense. But it does, but it doesn't because who has bugs in the middle of January? So how, how we pitch it to our clients is you have service all year long, but we're going to come out and do our preventative treatments when the pressure is the highest. And a lot of them seem to like it. Um, we still bill it monthly and, you know, it's been pretty good. So, Sheehan, that's one of the things that we spoke about and when we were talking about accounting and accounts receivable numbers and accounts payable. And with Carmen's model and the, the new, the relatively new residential model and all the advancements in technology and banking, let's say he's charging $150 a quarter. He is charging them $50 every month. So by the time, by the time you get to the first service, it's already paid for. And if you run your receivables on a monthly basis, you will see, are you seeing that? Are you seeing like a negative receivable? I don't see negative receivables because we're so heavily commercial still. Um, but yeah, that's a lot of guys who almost are all residential, you see negative so, receivables. So here, you know, I, I think it's a good system, but uh, you got the credit card and you just dump the credit card in there every month and get the money where when I started, you prayed people were home. You called them the day before. And I swear some of them, when they saw it coming down the block, they jumped out the back window and they weren't home or somebody was sick. So if you had a customer that you did once a month, if you did them nine times a year, you were pretty lucky. Yeah. So it was, it was a whole different, uh, whole different ballgame. As we progressed, um, uh, the only thing I, I got paid in advance for was um, this big drug company that we had. And um, I gave them like 3% off if they paid up front. That's how part of your college and Eddie's and Jamie's college got paid for. So, yeah, and that's so with 90% of all of the um, software out there, you're able to enter the credit card once, or you're familiar with ACH, right? Where you automatically take money out of someone's bank account. How do you do that? That sounds like good. Oh. <laughs> So, the, so obviously the same way as you would have a credit card form that somebody signed, you have an ACH form where they give you the routing number and the checking account number or whatever bank account number they want. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I so with all of the softwares, you input that and it automatically only shows the last four numbers, but you can auto bill, which is amazing. If you take all of those, you're auto billing, right? Like, yes, we're pre-billing because some guy sitting next to me told me about pre-billing all of our accounts. So yeah, we bill everything the first of the month. But with that one, if you have credit cards that are auto pay, let's say, you could just put it in um, to like a Pest Pack or Service Pro, bill all of these particular types of accounts every 14th of the month, and it just happens like that. I, I got it. I got, I got these, um, this thing from HomeServe that cover the outside wiring and some other crap. And every month, I see this 1127. 1127. So yeah, uh, I, I, I'm assuming that's it. So let me ask you something. Um, how do you notify these people you're coming or, or is there a certain like, if we did apartment buildings, it was like the third Thursday of the month. So when you, when you have these customers, how do they know when you come into service? We, we text them two days prior. Um, and okay. let know that. Uh, now our model is this, we do inside at the first service. And luckily, my sales guy is willing to do majority of the first services himself. So he'll do the interior. So we're just basically sending a text, again, a mass text. Hey, you're on schedule for this Thursday. Weather permitting, uh, we'll be spraying the exterior of your home. If you have any problems inside, please let us know. So it's more not of confirmation, but just like a, uh, 
notification, a notification that we're coming. And that works for scheduling wise much better than trying to get in for us into every single person's inside of their house. Um, so, so I had a, a, a TV that Joey gave me for Christmas installed yesterday. And Verizon, a week before, they tell you they're coming between 8 and 10 o'clock in the morning. Then you start getting them. You have to, uh, is everybody healthy? Anybody got a fever? Anybody coughing? You have to make the house uh, safe. Everybody's got to wear a mask. Then they keep doing it for two, three days in a row. And then about an hour before the guy shows up, he says, this is Roderick. I'll be there. Uh, everything is safe and ready and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, shit. They got them themselves covered six ways from Sunday. You know they're coming. Yeah. Well, he Richards actually has a really cool feature that I like that they'll text you with a picture of your, your, the truck right before your stop, and you can follow it on the map to see how close it is to you. Um, oh, wow. that, that was pretty cool. Um, unfortunately, I can't afford such a program, but it, it's definitely it, – people can see, see them on GPS. It's cool. I think that with the fleet track and stuff that we currently use, that eventually that'll be an option for us. Yeah. But I just want to go back to something that Common said because it is, to a certain extent, genius and a great way to close a sale. Yeah, he said his sales guy usually does the first service inside the house. It would be great, and I'm sure there's some data somewhere on it, but how, how much does that improve your sale when the sales guy says – if you really, if you want to sign up today, I could do the first treatment right now. It is in the current market, especially with the younger generation. We won't mention if they're an M or a Y or a Z, whatever it is, because they get offended. We don't want to offend anybody here, but they love instant gratification. So just, if you have your sales guy there, let's say they call today and you say, we can get him there tomorrow and you're there tomorrow. And he says, if you want to sign up for this, I could start it right now. Boom. We actually were, were um, doing that with bed bug services where we use the active guard liner. And when we went to look at certain jobs, the person there, we don't have official salespeople, but the person there, whether it was the QC or the service manager or the director of operations, whatever, they would say, if you want to do the bed bug treatment, we could start right now by putting these mattress liners on all your beds and you'll start killing them today. Right. And our good friend Joe Latino told us about that as part of a sales pitch. How's he so, doing? Joe's good. He's posting like crazy on social media. So product looks like it's doing well. I'm sure he took a little bit of a hit with the um, hotel industry. But so, you know, we spoke about, and I, I actually speak to Carmen about this relatively often. Um, we always spoke about going into the residential market. And now with COVID, it's kind of forced our hand to further diversify the company. So next year i'm actually putting the forecast together and the budgets and the programs uh carmen was very kind enough to share with me some of his programs and how he does it um so we're looking to do that next year um as far as so think about that Sheehan. You, you're just notifying the person you're coming and the onus is on them to say oh yeah i do want you to come in my house so suppose they refuse that they i'm i'm, I'm I, I don't want you to come today yeah, I mean, it, it happens. We'll, 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 we'll tell them, we'll reach out to them when we find another day that's going to fit into them. The key to residential, is for what I learned, is you want to keep a really tight route. So um, I don't always have a backup day that second, but the girls in the office is pretty good uh, in letting them know when we'll be back out. So, yeah, we'll, we'll give them a second chance. Are you using route optimization software? Or no, not? we don't use route optimization. I used to go by zip codes. Yeah, you know, I just use them. We, we, we use Pestpack, and I just do Map It Now. 
and um, it can kind of show me on their little map A B C D, and we kind of track you know, everything together. Yeah, it pulls up like Google Maps with all your stops. Um, it's funny though because we just had an incident where we found a few accounts that even though the address was correct, they were located in Manhattan. Uh, one of them was in Thailand. Yep. <laughs> I've seen where. <laughs> which is a disaster. I, I've had yeah. guys show up at like an apartment complex main office and they're like, what, what are you doing here? I'm here to do service. Well, you don't have any, any apartments here <laughs> because it pulled the wrong address. Getting back to the notifications, um, are you using automated notification or no with the texting? We use another phone system. VFB. Yeah, voice for pass, we use them. We haven't had a need for that text notification, a massive need, or maybe there's 10 customers that we have to text. Yeah. Um, but the, the phone system, Voice for Pest, they are integrated with a, a couple of softwares out there. Carmen and I obviously use PestPack, but I was, un, I was under the impression you, you run a call list. Let's say you got to run a call list for seven days. You put the parameter in. I want to run a call list from uh, on the 30th to the 6th. You plug it in. It brings up everybody that you've already when you set up a client, you click off phone call however many days in advance. What I understood from Voice for Pest was you click on the text and you do it and it automatically texts them with a, a pre-populated thing. We'll be out on this day. Uh, text back. So this is the key. I don't, I don't know if you do this. Only reply if you want to change the date. Yeah, they, they put something in, in, in that effect so you don't have a bunch of people texting you back. Right. So then that's it. Especially if you have the exterior model, people will just look at it and say, yeah, okay, I don't really care. They're doing the outside anyway. And again, we talk about volume and numbers. Um, and to a certain extent, people will say, I can't give all these free callbacks. It's going to hurt the business. But Carmen just told you he had 288 or something around that number of new residential Let me ask you this. Why are you interrupting me? What? Why are you interrupting me? Oh, sorry. Thank you. So Carmen has, let's say- with that. I, I listen, I'm trying. You've been talking for a while. I didn't interrupt you. I, but that's because I have more information than you. So let's say Carmen has the 300 residential clients, right? And you put that into effect. It's the number game in the sense that how many people are going to really want you to go inside their house? So it's an easy route for your technician. You probably could get 12 to 15 stops a day, right? About, yeah. And then, so let's say 10% want extra services or call back for those emergencies. You, you, it's not hurting you at all, right? No, it doesn't. I, mean, I run a monthly report because I like to figure out if there's a pattern in what technicians are doing the service, who are getting the callbacks. But for us, it's the majority weather related. So, you know, if I have a bunch of callbacks in a month, it's usually because it rained three or four days after that route was done. Yeah. But, but correct me if I'm wrong. We're in a more urban environment. And, and, and when I was doing homes, they wanted you inside. And the model doesn't work for New York City. You interrupted no. me. What? Yes, I am. The model doesn't work here. And I got another question. So the guy sells the job and it's a mouse job. He baits whatever he's got to do, basement, garage, kitchen, whatever. He's not going to come back and check that bait for three or four months? No, certain startups. If there's a mice problem, we, we, we do a weekly follow-up um, okay. automatically. So if it's like, if there's an ongoing issue, 
uh, we charge an initial fee, like an intensive fee, so someone can't cancel after a month and get the free mice service for like 60 bucks or whatever comes out there. Um, but no, there's built-in follow-ups for certain services. Okay. So that's also the key with having the salesperson in the house doing the sale because they're actually seeing the problem. Whereas most New York City residential is all over the phone sales. So you don't really know how intense the problem is until your tech gets there. With Carmen's model, you have the sales guy in there. He can see there's, you know, five pounds of uh, fecal droppings and say, you're probably going to need to come here for two months every week. And so, then you have that, what we like to call initial setup fee. Yeah. And, and that's how he based the price because he's there and he sees it. So some initial fees are going to be a lot more than others. So when a salesman goes there, he's not dressed in a suit. He's dressed in what you're wearing. Yes. Yes. I, I remember I got a, a decent job one time. I showed up and the guy said, uh, oh, a real exterminator. So, you know, he's telling me, well, you're more than the other guy. I said, well, I'm probably better because you probably are. The other guy showed up in a suit. You're not crawling around looking at things like you are. I, they signed the contract there. So that's why I asked you about that. My residential sales rep, Joe, was there yesterday. He came back to the office, his head's bleeding because he gets into basements and he hits his head. See? Twice a month. My kind of guy. I bought him bump hats numerous times, and he doesn't wear it. He walks in yesterday asking for a band-aid because his head is bleeding. So, yeah. Am I going to meet this guy? What? What does that sound like? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got so many now. It's just hat. like. I'm construction hat. Yeah, but it doesn't hurt anymore. I'm sort of numb up there. Well, look at the size of your Outside. head. Outside. Outside my head, not inside. He does it very often. Well, I had a trick when guys would come back. They didn't have to get their head on. But I'd look at their, I'd look at their pants. And if their knees were dirty or the part of them, like, guys doing a good job. If it wasn't, how come you didn't wear the knee pads? Or what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. He, he, I mean, a lot of people say to me, you don't need a residential sales guy. You could sell it over the phone. But if I told you his close rate, you wouldn't believe me. Once he gets in front of a person, it's close to like 95%. Like, if he gets to visit, it's 95%. And over Some the phone. Some of us have a gift. Yeah, he pushes them a little bit, but he, like Joe said, instant gratification. If someone allows you in your house and you're going to start it now. Yeah. It's a great, yeah. yeah. It's a great model and. Fantastic. We've been um, constantly looking for new ideas and growing. And between COVID, uh, the loss of some customers, and some other stupidity in regards to contract renewals, we're going to refocus and go into the residential. Um, a lot of people in, in the position colonies in now would probably lay off. A bunch of people but we're doubling down we are um, keeping almost everybody and just giving them a new focus and it, it's going to be to get new business come up with all the plans I am obviously spearheading it with Chris but we're going to put it together and then get everyone's input from the ground uh, from all the way down to some service techs because as Carmen realized while doing this cannot send a commercial tech to do a full residential route because they just don't have the uh, mentality. Yeah, it's a different, I, I have maybe two or three technicians I could go over both both ways. Um, but you know, my multifamily guys and my commercial guys, they're not, it's a different personality. Well, commercial is so, everybody's like that. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's get it done. And when you're in, and you talk about it all the time, how you would sit and have tea with a woman, have a cup of coffee, and you just have to have that different uh, mind to know like, okay, 
I, I just treated the house. Now I got to talk to them or whatever it is, especially even with your model, people are still home. They want to come out. They want to talk to you. You can't have a tech that's rushing yeah. or even just trying to move fast the same way. Commercial loves that. They don't want to be bothered with you. The guy walking your guys around in the multifamily is like, yo, come on. I got other things to do for the day. Yeah. And in the residential yeah. setting, you know, you. what'd you say? Like that woman used to cook for you. Oh, Jenny Pandolino. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, uh, I was her guy. In the summertime, I used to bring up the air conditioner. She used to call me my son. And uh, in the winter, I used to take it down and some other stuff. But she made the best spaghetti and meatballs I ever tasted. She's selling a house. So she's my son. I have to sell a house. I'm moving in with my granddaughter. So I remember my friend Harry, who you shot up his shed with the gun. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Anyway, him and his wife were looking to buy... Um, property that we're going to been turning a lot of them into section eight places so they're coming to look and you know dora always wore like low cut blouses and she was very well endowed so she i show up and there's a guy there in a white t-shirt and i said oh hey i'm he tells me i'm father so-and-so from whatever church he was from i go oh shit so she shows up with her boobs all hanging out and i'm a roman catholic priest she's Anyway, they bought the house, and um, yeah, Jenny, with Jenny, I'm sure she's gone now. She she calls Grant. I was there doing a, doing you know her service, and I asked her, "Do you need any medicine? Because I'm going to Queens tomorrow to that um, pharmacy where you get a discount." No, no. Two days later, Grandma goes, "You got to go over to Jenny Pantaleo's house." I go, "For what? She needs medicine." I go, "Shit." So now I got to do the rice. So listen. I'll pick it up early in the morning, but I ain't gonna come back until after six o'clock at night. Okay, my son, I hope I'm still alive. I'm like, pressure. But what I notice about uh, residential, you don't have everybody competing to undercut your price. When, you know, when the contract's up, they just renew it. Yeah, so that's something we've learned too. So at the beginning, he was selling, you know, Lewis loves to get, we'll call it um, upfront payments and a certain method um, to make me happy. And I have to back him down, and I had made a, comp like a goal of how many monthly recurring we want. As much as I would love him when he'd bring in those payments to me, it made me happy. Um, to get the renewals harder because if someone pays five hundred dollars, you know, in, in June this year, next year, you send a renewal letter. If they don't have a problem, they're not going to pay you five hundred dollars. So with the the monthly method, it just kind of goes like a gym membership and just hits it every month, and they have to call to cancel. And that leads you to other stops. I'm sure you must get referrals. Um, customers are happy. Yeah, a lot of referrals. Um, it, it, it is a huge part of it. And the, re the reviews, like if somebody asked me what made us get more into residential, it's because we got just sign up a review software and next thing I know we're getting calls all day long. And now we have leads sometimes you can't keep up with them. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that, that's a couple of good points that he touched on what we talked about. Probably about 18 months ago, we, we spoke about the subscription method. Uh, or the subscription style, which is basically what he's talking about, the gym membership stuff where everybody pays every month. And we spoke about reviews and your Google My Business page. And are you using Google Guarantee or no? Yeah, we do go to Guarantee, yes. So Google Guarantee is what we spoke about with Lauren, um, a very good friend of the podcast. Jeremy Ecker is going to be one of the next PMPs that we have on 
and he also has a review company that we use and it's uh, you know ed it's so easy you could do it yeah i doubt it but i'm willing to try <laughs> but you heard what Carmen said the generating the reviews is generating more calls and that's the idea behind the review piece well i don't know if you remember back in the old days whenever we were looking to get a a, a quality account they'd ask for three uh, references we sent them 10. i remember that guy gene from the beach yeah i know from uh, that high-end university yep. he was like well you know i'm not happy with the guy got him i said listen tell me your problem he goes, well, I got to get references. So I gave him the 10 references. He goes, can you give me one reference where they say you're just okay? I go, what are you talking about? He goes, they're all saying, I said, I am great. Let me start. Now. Anyway, but this is easy. It just sent it, boom. It's on the internet. Not only that, you're getting, you're getting honest opinions because it's kind of anonymous. So um, it's good to have a bad review right and the key to the bad review is how you respond right sometimes as you know uh your competition will go on and give you bad reviews but for from the consumer and there's more data on this and and research if the consumer goes to your page and sees nothing but five star reviews they say ah this is bullshit. nobody's this good they got a thousand reviews they're all five star this is bullshit. But if you have that one that's a two or three or even a one star and your response is because it's all about the customer experience and customer service well so if your response and it all shows that's the great thing you could click on the one star review it shows what the person said about the company and then it shows your response and that's the key to reviews is always respond so good ones and bad ones but if you respond to a bad one and say the truth Oh, I'm sorry that this happened. I wish you would have called our office. We would have taken, I mean, we have a one-star review from 2007 that the guy gave no information. I responded to it and said, I'm sorry to hear that you had this. I wish you would have called the company. It, it, yeah, I would be happy if you called me personally, because I'd like to see what it was. We're always looking to be better. And I left it. It's on the GMB page and it hasn't caused us any real issues. I actually well, think a four nine is better than a five. It looks more real. A lot of people would say not, but I, I, uh, I definitely think a four nine is more realistic. Well, it goes back to like you, uh, you have a customer call with a complaint. Uh, we had one; the dog got poisoned because she took the dog down the cellar to do her laundry, and it's fucked at work for me. Just put the shit out and pit of platters. You had to get there right away. Take you know the dogs at the vet. We'll cover the vet bill and sign this. And the guy that did it had a choice to get fired or we would take X amount of dollars out of his pay to pay the 800 bucks. Allegedly. No, it's truth. No, it's alleged. Yeah. It may or may not be legal. At time is... Like 1932? All right. <laughs> anyway, you know, it, it, it started a whole new thing where we were going to go and check all these accounts where we had bait stations and, and there better be bait stations down here. And you know what? A lot of guys came and said, I need bait stations. I need bait stations. So yes, it, it was aggravating, but uh, it, it, um, it let us cover a, um, 
a sin that we hadn't been checking on. Carmen and I, before we got on the, the meeting, we were just talking about how we do it. I was showing him some of the calendar stuff that we do and just similar, you know, we, we basically both are doing quality control. It's just different methods. So I think he got something from me and I got something from him in regards to how we do it differently. Um, but now, like I've shown you, before all of our quality, anyone that's doing quality control, there's like four of us that can do it. There's one dedicated person that just does quality control. You go into the software, you look at the account, then you look at the service calendar for the account, if it's weekly, bi-weekly, and you know how our calendars work. It tells you exactly what's supposed to be done that day. And you can go in your CRM, and at least for us, PESPAC, and look at scan. On September 30th, he's supposed to do the basement and the exterior. Now it's October 1st, so you could just go right into PESPAC and run a device scan report and see if he scanned all 27 stations outside. Did he scan all 45 bait stations or fly machines or tin cats or catch-alls in the basement? And once you do that, you know almost where to start your QA and you could do it week by week. You could check the whole month and see yeah, if but, was... but let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. I was recently upstate New York and I noticed a bait station. And um it looked pretty clean on the outside. I opened it up. There was like shitty bait in there. There was leaves in there. So and there was a barcode and I'm sure the guy clicked on a barcode. So I don't know who heard this from, but one it had a technician who took a picture of all the barcodes when he installed them. That was you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got it. The guy was taking a picture instead of scanning them. Yeah. Yes. So we caught a guy scanning the logbook at uh, five. Account. At an account. Well, he scanned it on his personal phone. He took a picture of it. And we have GPS and cell phones also. He was home at 4.30, and he scanned the logbook that day at 5.05. If these sons of bitches that put half of the effort, half the brain power into doing the friggin' job that they do to getting over, I won't tell you, you know I used to, what I used to call them, right? Get over MF. Yeah. So just to get back to the quality control piece, I wasn't saying that we only do it through technology, but we utilize the technology to see if they skipped anything and then usually if he look let's say they look at a month and they see that this particular device has not been scanned since july and now we're in the end of september that's exactly where the quality control person is going to start their quality inspection because they're going to go there see what's going on is the is the bait station fly machine tin cat whatever that's barcoded is it missing and now if it's missing how come the tech has never told us it's missing because there's ways to, like, if you can't find a barcode, you can click on that barcode for the device and hit skip and put a comment unable to find, right? And this is all part of your initial training. All of our technicians are trained on this. Do they all do it? But it's also another way. That's where the technology piece comes in. Instead of starting your quality control on the sixth floor, maybe on the second floor in the east wing, the bait station in the pantry hasn't been checked. So that's where you're going to go start and see what's going on on that floor. You want to know what the best thing was with me? You put half a $50 bill in one of these bait stations. And the guy, there's a note, bring it back, you get the other 50. And the guy would come back and go out through the whole company. <laughs> I'm sure 
all these base stations got started getting checked regularly to see if they got any money inside. Yeah. All right. So that's that's the residential piece uh, for the most part. We wanted to get somebody on uh, that had uh, more knowledge than us with it, and I'm glad Carmen came on. We but- appreciate you. Coming up next time on Colony Confidential. Do you ever notice a Christmas rush on the residential accounts? I've never noticed it. I would think the rush is usually post-COVID or pre-COVID. Pre-COVID is now, right? Camp, everybody come back from camp. There's summer houses, et cetera. Yeah, I do. I mean, our busiest month is probably, it depends on weather breaks. It's been May, April, May, um, usually because the bugs start coming out and people want to take care of them. But we've, where in the past, August would be slower because everyone already signed up. It was pretty consistent this year. And I think it's because of COVID.